0: Hello, and welcome to Curbside Counselor. Today, we are going to give you some insight into the topic of unhappiness, something all of us in this world seem to be feeling in one way or another. Our episode today asks the question, why are we so unhappy? So let's get right to it. If you asked everyone that's living on Earth today, what is it that you want in life? What would make you happy? You would get a myriad of answers ranging from, I want to be a rock star. I want to be wealthy. I want to get married, own a home, have children, travel, start a business. The list is as varied as there are people on the planet. Many have strived to accomplish the things they want, and many people have gotten those things but are still not happy once the goal has been achieved. So in asking what is it that you want and why do you want it, what is it about having that thing that's so important? Most of the answers would be, because I think it will make me happy. Apply this to any thought or desire that arises within you. You want an item, a person, or an experience, and maybe you got what you wanted, but eventually became unhappy with it, even if you still have that thing you desire, and enjoy it to some degree. Happiness eludes us, because we never really have it to begin with, at least on a human experience level, that is, and we don't understand this. So why is everyone so unhappy? Well, to start, let's once again go back to our beginnings. One contributing factor is our beliefs and how they are tied to our self-worth. Another is an unspoken rule of the culture that we have been indoctrinated into, which we cannot always escape from. People in general seek happiness above all else through the acquisition of some experience, be it with a person or an object. What needs to be understood is that although some things we desire and obtain might feel pleasurable, and we may be happy for a time because of it, that happiness we seek cannot be fully realized by the objects themselves. Let me repeat that. The happiness we seek cannot be fully realized by the objects themselves. What has happened, and we just don't see it, is that we have overlooked the essential core self. Not many of us know that once a thought is identified with, it begins our deconstruction. This is because we have lost ourselves in objective experience. We, in essence, bypass the true self. So the mind, the intellect, and the ego constantly whitewash over us so thoroughly that we no longer know ourselves. In identifying with the I, or the I am, we've created an overly grandiose sense of self. We gratify it, decorate and proclaim it, and defend it to the literal death, all due to what we have chosen to believe about ourselves. We have allowed our extension into the outer world to become our reality world, as if nothing else exists. The essential core self, our soul, if you will, is always in the present moment. It needs nothing. It is complete within itself in pure love and absolute bliss. It is neither for nor against. It is all that is, and it knows all that is. It is beyond this three-dimensional existence we know as our lives. Now, if we can start to know ourselves within that consciousness, that we are that consciousness and not our thoughts, not our desires, not our fears or ego, and we truly understand this, then we can know our own divinity and completeness. In that knowing, the illusion that we ourselves have fabricated is gone, and we are just here, like now, completely present. There is nothing greater to match the existential feeling of our core self. We are also a collective consciousness, and underneath it all, we are all one, but we're just not aware of it. An example of collective consciousness is similar to our bodies, being made up of billions of microscopic cells, in a collective that makes our human body and our human physiology, and those cells work in unison to be part of a working whole. We don't think about all the things that are going on within our bodies all the time, but the body knows what to do and when to do it. Since we are unaware of being all one consciously, and we are all here projecting our individualism, we misunderstand our own existence. So what does this have to do with why we are so unhappy? Simply, really, we cannot seem to remain within the present and we cannot easily access our true state of being, our suffering in whatever the form, feels real to us because we have identified with the mind and the body. In some ways, we cannot help that. But the inner being or soul that we are does not suffer. Our ego wants control of us as well as countless other things to reinforce what we have adopted as beliefs. To learn more about that, refer back to episode 2 entitled, Who You Think You Are. Both fear and desire take you out of the present moment. Your thoughts are talking to you in either a language of love or a language of fear. Since we don't know who we are on a conscious level, we are then going to identify with the nearest thing or thought that we somewhat resonate with. So first, we will identify with the body. Secondly, we identify ourselves in our environment and our culture. Third, we identify our beliefs about everything. This confirms to us that we are, at least on a conscious level, identifying with the body we inhabit and the hardwired reality we are existing in and perceive through our eyes. And the part of us which we are seemingly blind to, the part that is our true essence, remains not only the enigma, but the holy grail of awareness of who we are and why we are here. Humanity is always searching for it, seeking it in everything we do and what we think will make us happy. It is possible to catch glimpses of this love and happiness here on earth, but in a very watered-down way. We all know that feeling when all is right with the world, with us, and in our personal world, despite the same problems we have always had going on around us. We've all experienced that at some point, but it doesn't last. And we are constantly distracted because we are always creating new things to capture our interest. In not knowing this information, i.e. our divinity, At least on a conscious level, the things we do focus on, that we think will make us happy or complete, do so only for a short time until we realize that those things are not real and of course the sparkle eventually fades into the background of our lives. It's not that the things we desire are bad or unfulfilling, but the feelings we want to experience from having those things is just us creating and searching outside for the oneness we once knew and cannot remember. This looking outside for what we desire in the outside world, such as a lover, a new car, new job, wealth, and fame, don't fill us for long. And things like LSD, shamanic practices with substances like ayahuasca, mescaline, and peyote open up parts of the brain that through our evolution have been forgotten. So is there a solution to our unhappiness? Yes. It might seem trite or cliche, but within the body on the level that we are, we take the first steps to our transformation. Start with connecting more with your inner self as much as you can. And that could be taking time each day in meditation, acknowledging being in the present moment as each moment comes and goes. It could be communing with nature In any way you like, skiing, swimming, fishing, puddle jumping, anything in outside, or just doing something you absolutely love to do with no expectation of an outcome. Almost like play. We have really forgotten how to play. We have all gotten too obsessed with more, bigger, better, and of course, too burdened with adult responsibility, rules, protocols, and politics. Examine what it is that makes you want more, more, more. More new clothes, this year's latest phone, more accolades for your work, more followers for your social media, a better car, a beachfront condo, a beautiful boyfriend or girlfriend. Ask yourself why you want more. Or better yet, why you need more. Don't let the ego and the mind's chatter drag you behind the horse. If you're truly unhappy in a situation, then ask yourself, why? Why does this make me so unhappy? Examine it, break it down to the bottom line or the root cause of it, and always take notice of the things you are happy about and so very thankful, so genuinely thankful for every single day without forcing yourself to be grateful because it's trendy to do so but because you really feel it. Little things like coming home to a cool or warm shelter, clear, clean water to drink, a soft bed to sleep in, tons of clothes in your closet, money in your pocket, all varieties of food to eat all year round, and your ability to choose. There's an internal gauge, if you will, that if you allow yourself to notice how you feel during any thought, any desire or feeling that comes up, it will let you know if you are being true to yourself or not. If it's true, it will feel good. If it's against who you really are, it won't feel good. Because our true state of being is one of love and light. There is no darkness in it. Everything that is not light is made up by the mind and anxiety arises from not wanting to surrender to that inner being and let go of our mind's concepts. So, silence and self-examination are tools to help identify the ego mechanism that has led us to suffer. Realize how blessed you really are and celebrate yourself and your own beauty. Understand, live, and do the things that make you happy. If you're not happy wherever you are, ask yourself how you can be happy and start looking at things from a different perspective and find joy on your journey instead of dissension. Thank you for taking the time out of your busy day to jump down the rabbit hole with Curbside Counselor. We hope this has given you some insight. And as always, you can listen anytime to hear what you may have missed. Tune in to learn more as we explore our existence as Awakened, human beings. Until then, keep listening and keep an open heart.